All right, guys, thank you everybody for tuning in to the nation. We're going to listen in to 105.3 The Fan. They're talking about scenarios of trading Tank Lawrence to the Colts. Really appreciate each and every last one of you all. Uh, let's listen in to what they have to say and uh, and let me know how you guys feel about everything as we talk about this. Partake in. Okay, give me those numbers again. 26. Okay. 34. And 59, which is one later than your pick at 58. So that's what the Colts have. That's what the Colts have. And what is he suggesting they they would trade all three of those picks? That's what we're going to get to. Here's where we uh, get a little closer down the trade line here. Uh, this is uh, what, what the Colts would be offering here. Do we take 26 and 59 and just go with it? Or do we take 26 and try and get 34 out of these guys? Or... Do we just look at 34 and 59, trying to send him to a place where I know the defensive coordinator knows the player well? Also because you have a team with a lot of cap room. Right. You have a team with a general manager who is not afraid to think outside the box. That's exactly right. Who is not afraid to take chances. That's exactly right. And you have a a team with the Colts that has multiple picks in the first two rounds. All right. So, again, 26, 34, and 59. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, when you start to look at it, it's it's just two second rounders and a first. But they got, they went into some of the details of the Khalil Mack trade and what they were able to get back, and they basically came to the uh, conclusion probably not going to get as much as you got back for Mack, but you could still try to get some uh, inventory here mm-hmm. if you wanted to trade Tank Lawrence. The next cut, they're negotiating the deal here. Colts want to offer me twenty six and fifty nine. Do I need to fight for that thirty four? Because if I get twenty six and fifty nine, yeah. So if you can't get twenty six and thirty four for Mac, it's unrealistic for me to think you could get that for Tank. You know, it doesn't matter if you want to use the Mac deal as a kind of the, a starting point. That's great, but it, I, I think you have to try to get a third pick. Maybe it's a third rounder next year. Yeah. You know, I think you have to try and get that third pick, but. If it's going to be twenty six and fifty nine, then you try to get that third pick. Okay, so you would if if that trade went by, you would have twenty six, fifty eight, your own, mm-hmm. fifty nine, and then a third round pick next year or whatever. Mm-hmm. So when you guys do that, would you guys do that for Tank? So does uh, can, can I throw I, something else out I, there? I'm curious. Throw it out there. I, I want to know this. <laughs> can you? Would you rather have twenty six, fifty eight, and fifty nine, or just twenty six and thirty four, and give them fifty eight? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. In other words, yeah. you trade them D Law and fifty nine and fifty eight, fifty eight, and yeah. fifty eight, and you get twenty six and thirty four. That's what I was thinking. That's what I would uh, um, try to get done. I guess you wouldn't have to. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I think so. Wouldn't you just leave that alone though? Uh, fifty eight and fifty nine are just gonna switch no, either way. No, no they no, would they have both. both. You would oh, get yeah, 34. Yeah. So yeah, now you get, get, yeah, okay. get two of the top yeah. 34. And then if they need to throw in next year's third-round pick to balance it out, whatever. Yeah, I'd rather <laughs> Talking have Talking about the Colts. But I don't think they would do that. No. Really? But, but if they would, that's fine. And that's that's part of this whole discussion is throwing out those ideas. Um, I think they would consider that. Well, maybe I'm opposed to it because I know how this goes, and that's not how it went down. Okay. And I don't want to confuse everyone. Oh, okay, okay. But like what you're what you're saying, yeah, okay. I get that and teams love having back to back picks. Yes, it's a thing of like they like having the last pick in a round, and they'll trade up to be the first pick on day two or mm-hmm. day three. They love that type right, of thing. Right, right. So again, this is the guys on the draft show discussing trade scenarios for Demarcus Lawrence. Would send him to the Colts, who have picked twenty six, thirty four, and fifty nine. Now at this point, we're gonna go ahead and say the trade goes through. Okay, you get pick twenty six, you get pick fifty nine, you'll get something back next year or whatever. Then 
Broadus takes it a step further. Then we could parlay 26, 58 our own, and 59, and that will get you in the top 10. All right, Dane, I'm, I'm trusting you now because you're my director. Can I get, and you've always told me this, and you're absolutely right. I'm not trading for a position. I'm trading for a player. Mm. At 10, if I could pull this trade off, can I get a player that can help me at defensive end this year? Okay, so it will get you to nine or ten. <laughs> if you if you want by the trade value, so if it's the trade happens, you would have pick twenty six, pick fifty eight, <laughs> pick fifty nine, mm-hmm. and Tank goes to the Colts. Mm-hmm. All right, fifty eight being your own, so mm-hmm. you you got a first and second back from from the Colts for Tank. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, you did. You traded this away is to where move all the way up. We're front. jumping into the top ten now. And it sounds <laughs> crazy. Okay, it does. It and is crazy. I'm still going. Okay, this is fantasy land. This is nothing, right? Yes, it is. Right. Go here. Dan gives out a couple names, a couple guys who might be in play in that area. Okay. Uh-huh. And again, I want you to remember this thing is rising. It's rising to a shocking conclusion here. Okay. Just a couple guys right here. Are we about to get Nick Bosa? No. Just a couple guys though. Not that. I think that you can probably get Brian Burns, flexible, bendy edge rusher, a yeah. lot of athleticism. Okay, you're gonna have some hiccups versus the run. Okay, um, Florida State. Yes, I'm giving yeah. up a guy. I'm giving up a guy that can play the run. Yeah, and I'm giving up a guy that can play the. It can rush the pass. You're giving up a guy that can do everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're, if you're a guy trading that can do up to number ten. Yeah. I think the two pass rushers you're looking at are, are Burns and Cleveland right. Farrell from Clemson. Okay. Okay, Burns, to me, of the top 20 guys, that is the biggest bust potential in this entire draft. Oh, I'm, I don't like Burns. Cowboys won him. I don't like a guy who can't play the run. <laughs> okay. And Brian Burns does not do that. Well, okay. to me, Brian Burns, I mean, he's got high sack upside, you know? Mm-hmm. But, man, that is – he just he's, he makes me nervous. Uh, Cleveland Farrell's awesome of Clemson. If that happened, I think we'd be like, oh, my God, that's great. Yeah, okay? give me uh, – like, what is his specialty? Uh, just uh, just everything. He's a good run player, and he's a he's a pass rusher. He's, he's a tank. defensive end. He's he's probably a better tank coming out of college. Right. To be just honest, on a, just on a rookie deal. Okay, so we go to the final clip here. Brought us those out of name. Well, maybe if it's not those guys, is it this guy? And I want Who you to listen it? to the cadence of our own Dane Brugler. I want you to listen to how he says it. I want you to listen to brought us and David Hellman's reaction, and then listen to what Dane says after that. Because to me, alarms started going off in my head. Okay, I started going, what? Okay, so listen to this. Uh, and if you, don't, if you guys don't know the player, I can tell you about him after it happens. But listen to how this all plays out. I trade for Hawkinson. Is he my guy? I go in a different direction. Okay, who do you got? I think that this team would love to add Ed Oliver to the, the defensive line. Stop it, Jimmy. Stop it. Stop it. Ed Oliver is a defensive tackle of Houston. Mm-hmm. I want you to listen to we'll play. We'll start it over. Listen to how Dane said it. Okay. Ooh. Ed Oliver was mocked top three all year long, got to the season, he missed a couple games, got into it on the sideline with Major Applewhite. Because oh, I remember that. It turns out oh. Major Applewhite's kind of a D-bag. Was this over wearing a stupid coat? Yes, it yes. was not a big deal. God! And Ed Oliver's like, okay, man, I'm just, I just want to get to the draft, dude. <laughs> like Ed Oliver, I think late, the latest, I mean, Dane had him mocked 14, I think, in one of his latest, or, or top 14 overall, whatever. But Ed Oliver, I think what you what you see with Ed Oliver as you go, is this guy Aaron Donald? This guy might have some Aaron Donald in him. Really? He's six one. He's two ninety. Two ninety. He's gonna play inside. Mm-hmm. Okay. Motor. And it yeah. changes everything on the defensive end. But I want you to listen to how Dane says this. Listen to their reaction. I want you going into this, this season at Oliver land. by a lot of people no, was seen with no Nick Bosa as the best player in the world in this draft class. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. But listen again because it goes on a little further and Dane gives you a little more information. 
I trade for Hawkinson. Is he my guy? I go in a different direction. Okay, who do you got? I think that this team would love to add Ed Oliver to the defensive line. Ooh. <laughs> I think he would be the okay. perfect Rod Marinelli. Okay. That put a smile on my face. <laughs> there you get your interior pressure. I mean, you're losing outside pressure on the edges. Okay, okay at 10 I can get him for sure, right? Not for sure, but probably. Which, are I, you scared I, now? Not, not at all. Oh, okay. Not at all. all right. I'm, I'm intrigued by what he just said. <laughs> I am, too. <laughs> but maybe, maybe I was told this, yeah. but I think this team really likes that all over. Oh. And if they have a chance to get him, you're going to have to do some patchwork. Hey, yeah. You're, 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 hey, and you're going to be Dorrance Armstrong and Crawford. Crawford. Yeah, Gregory yeah. will be there. I mean, maybe you sign Deion Jordan. Deion Jordan. All right. There it is, dude. I, okay. I, I was. I know it wasn't Michael Jordan. I know I didn't tell you they're getting. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, you yeah. know, Lawrence Taylor. I know, it's realistic. I know. It's realistic. But I, I man, I'm I'm so the in on. Is the roof? Because I think one of the things the that's lost on all right. this is the run defense might have been a little bit of a mirage, and and if you they, they because got, a lot of teams don't run. Yeah, you're right. If you got a guy that can just yeah. start stop all that crap, it's gonna make yeah. it's gonna make your ends better. Ooh. I just looked at, uh, well, after his name came up, I was sitting here looking at his highlights. He does look like a human muscle. Yeah. He looks like Aaron Donald. Like, he's not built like a tackle. Yeah, He's big, but Oliver. he's, yeah. I mean, he's probably got a low degree, maybe one of the lowest yeah. degrees of body fat for a defensive tackle in the NFL the day he arrives. Uh, that's pretty interesting, but as a per- as a person who loves draft picks, you would give up 26, 58, and 59 Hell for no, one I player? I would draft 26, 58, and 59. I need as many minimum wage guys as, as I can get. That's what I would do. And I would attack, I would get yeah. Irv Smith, the tight end from Alabama, at 26, or a defensive tackle if, some, if he fell to me. You know, At 58, mm. I would get my safety and wide receiver all knocked out. Like I'd have it all covered heading into day three. That's what I would do. But the idea of going up and getting Ed Oliver, you can do a lot of things with Ed Oliver. You can play him at the one on third down, pushing Tyrone Crawford inside. This is where this league's going now. Pressure on the inside, pressure, pressure on, the, on inside. the outside doesn't matter. Just give right. me the pressure wherever it's at. Right. Ed Oliver is really good. That, that He's really good. And if you're not going to do the deal for Tank, it also, you got to take the hit this year or whatever uh, when you make the trade. But it also frees up your ability to go and comfortably get done. Okay, we can get Cooper done. We can get Dak done. We can get Zeke. It doesn't matter if you want to go get Earl or whatever. I know that's kind of timeline for that is now, mm-hmm. you know. But like, it allows you to go do some other things that you have, feel like you're kind of squeezed in right now. It allows you to have a little room to go play. What is the what is the timetable here for all this? Like, if this is going to happen, when does it happen? Well, the draft is the draft in <laughs> April or May never this would year? <laughs> the draft is in April, late April. So yeah. the Colts are going to go, dude. I need you to have that surgery. <laughs> yeah, they're they're this. So yeah. the the trade with the Colts would happen in the next couple of weeks. The trade to jump up to do it would happen on draft day because you would have to make sure that player's there as oh, the draft of course. unfolds. Of course. So step one would happen in the next couple of weeks. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. The trade of, of Demarcus Lawrence. When would that happen? Because keep in mind, Ben, you mentioned the Colts have the most cap room. So they're they not only is it we're talking about Eberflus here, we're talking about a team that can spend the money in the first place. Okay, but the way Dane said that, would they trade a one, and like this year's one, mm-hmm. and something else to get up there? Would they, you know what I'm saying? Future future picks. Oh, and then keep 59 or whatever? Keep 58 or whatever. Yeah. You know, keep Tank, you right. know, to go get Ed Oliver. The way he said it, I heard they really like Ed Oliver. 
Well, you don't just they like don't a have, guy. You don't just like a guy who's, who might go in the top ten or fifteen when you don't pick till fifty eight. Yeah, unless you, you got eyes set. Everyone likes those guys. So you're the saying, way he said it, they really like it. All so over. you're saying use your second round pick in next year's first. He said I might have been told this, and that they would do. Look, yeah, play the cut. So, I mean, play yeah, the, no, play the second it. part of that cut. He says they would do anything what it takes to get there. <laughs> What are they doing? The last time they did this, it was Mo Claiborne, and it blew up in their face. Why are yeah, they? Uh, that's interesting. I mean, the, to to not even have a first round pick and to be in love or even talking about a guy like Ed Oliver, is fascinating. Now, just watching a few highlights, I'm I'm like, oh my god, this is a man beast. Okay, they're highlights. Why would why would he be available there? Because he told Major Applewhite he didn't want to wear a sweatshirt. He had a knee. There are some teams who don't really yeah, he know has how some, it uh, knee work injuries, uh, according to the uh, reg flag uh, a parameter. There, uh, this is the thing. This is all um, like okay, fantasy talk, like fantasy football talk. Uh, I don't think that the Cowboys have that type of constraint to, uh, to or non-constraint to uh, go out there and make those type of deals, make those type of sweeping moves of uh, trading a player. And uh, we've been bitten so many times that I think that they would not make that move. They sit on their thumbs. They trust the uh, back end. You know, the back end of Will McClay scouting uh, um, preview is is everything. Uh, And also Chris Hall, uh, his ability to to find players. Those two guys together, just what I'm thinking. I, I don't think that they will make any of these things happening. Uh, but uh, this is one of the things that I want to point out right here. Um, the uh, the Humphreys deal, somewhere in between um, uh, Humphreys to the Titans, I think he signed like a twenty eight million something like that, some crazy uh, number uh, with the uh, with the uh, the Titans. And uh, I I think somewhere in between those two guys between. Humphreys and uh, Damon Amendola is where you're going to look at a, at a, a Cole Beasley, uh, um, I guess, contract for the following year. So my thing is he may be gone. He may want a Allen. Uh, he may want Adam Humphreys uh, type of uh, uh, salary. That's going to be the other questioning. As uh, far as defensive side of the ball, I think the Cowboys are going to look at it from this aspect of it and say, okay, uh, if we if we go out there and pay D Law, uh, let's look up the. Uh, the deal again on max situation really appreciate you all thank you all for tuning in to the nation uh let me see if i can pull up mac uh contract and uh we would uh look at it from from this aspect of it uh and we already know that uh with his contract and everything that <clears throat> they they got for those who really want this to happen for the cowboys uh it's he signed 141 million. That that's 141 million. Uh, this site says 90 million of that money is guaranteed. Uh, somewhere in between, D. Law is in between Khalil Mack and Trey Flowers. Trey Flowers signed a contract at 16 million dollars, uh, over 16 million dollars a year. And I think out of that money is anywhere from 40 to 55 something million guaranteed. Now, don't look at the production-wise of Khalil Mack versus D-Law. Don't, don't look at that, but just look at how D-Law is looking at it from the fact that he's been thinking or feeling that he's been, disrespect, been disrespected by the uh, Cowboys, meaning that he at least want upwards of $80 million guaranteed. Cowboys are looking at it like, hey, 
in order for us to give you 80 million guaranteed, we will at least want you to get your shoulder done. It's a three to four month uh, rehab with the torn limbrum. So they looking at it. Okay, we want to get that done first and then we can fork over some guaranteed money because we just we won't know. But D-Law looking at it from the aspect of, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I put everything on the line last year and these last two years I've been dominant. So I want to get paid Khalil Max money. Now, this is the other thing. If you look at Trey Flower, let me see if I can uh, pull this up too so that we all can uh, look at everything. Pro football reference, uh, right? This is where I get all of my information from. Uh, shout out to pro football reference. And uh, and they are a unique and wonderful platform where you can look up any player's information as it relates to uh, contract negotiations or as it relates to like stats and beyond uh, i'm just gonna put up mac just for kicks and let's see max i've got kh khalil mac come on mac i keep on having problems spelling this man name <laughs> there you go kh hey i don't know why i'd be putting the putting the um <clears throat> Uh, the, the extra letters in this word for some reason. All right, so here's name go right here. So we're going to get results. Remember, everybody have reasonings. Results are what matter. Contract talk. I'm not even going to put up Aaron Donald's numbers. We already know that there's nobody numbers comparable to Aaron Donald's as it relates to getting create, creating pressure into the inside. That's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother life cycle, right? So um, <clears throat> as we look at this thing all together, guys, uh, we're going to look at um, this portion of it. Trey Flowers, 21 sacks. Of course, he started in 2015. Five forced fumbles, uh, two fumble returns. And uh, that's his stat. And then for DeMarcus, uh, of course, we already know he had 34 sacks, nine forced fumbles, five fumble returns. And then we got Khalil, uh, 53 sacks. And 15 forced fumbles, six fumbles returned. All right, so we already know that his numbers in 2014 beyond Khalil is always going to be better because he's an outside linebacker. Two different type of positionings. But if you look at Trey Flowers' uh, situation, all right, is he a guy that's going to give you consistent numbers throughout the year? He had 2015, he didn't do nothing. He didn't even get out there to play a game. But in 2016, he's a decent guy, got you seven sacks. and 17, he got you 6.5 sacks. And then 2018, he turned around and got you 7.5 sacks. This is a guy that's going to give you uh, anywhere around seven to maybe six to seven sacks, basically, looking at the numbers alone. They just gave this man... Over 16 million a year. So D-Law is looking at this right here. But this is the thing, Cowboys. They stretch upon, this is how I was told how they do the contract negotiation. They stretch it out upon amongst three years opposed to just two years. So if you look at D-Law's situation, you can try to say, hey, I'm going to pay this guy based upon the future. But they looking at it from this aspect. 14 and 10 and 1. So that's what they're looking at. And they're looking at a consistent level. And they're having reservations on two back surgeries and a blown up shoulder. 
that's what they're looking at. <laughs> that's just all it is. And and I wish that we can change the philosophy, but that's just how it goes. Uh, Amigo Jones, I agree 1 million percent. They should have signed up D-Law last year and could have got him for 17 to 19. If they would have signed D-Law last year, he would have got the Trey Flowers deal that they got, that Trey Flowers got now. <laughs> That's what he would have got. He would have got the uh, quote-unquote Trey Flowers deal. He would have got that portion, and and that's the reality of it. He would have got Trey Flowers deal if they would have signed him up last year. And let me see if – I don't know whether or not they would put his contract out already, but let's see. Um, now they didn't put it up there yet. It's going to be updated soon. Uh, I think the official date is Wednesday. So his new contract will be up soon. Um, he would have got this particular deal, a $16 million deal. <laughs> he would have got Trey Flowers deal. Let me see if I can find it out here. And uh, that would have been D-Law's contract. That would have been his contract, actually, if they were were to uh, go ahead and sign him now. Uh <clears throat> Last year, that would have been his contract or what have you. So that's that's our issue now, and and that's just the bottom line with it. And we don't have the ability to go back in time. Let me see if they got this contract down. Uh, Sixteen to seventeen million. So I guarantee, if I'm a betting man, they would probably give him what he had, what D. Law signed for the franchise tag last year. That's probably what's going to happen. Yep, that's probably what's going to happen right there. Let me see what they're talking about now. I mean, it's like, all right, what do you do? I don't know. What what, uh, what, do, what do you offer up there? Here's here's the reason why this grown man is breastfeeding right now. It's yeah. because you have big jugs. I find myself, when the kids walk in and we're watching something like that, I, I try to hit pause or and go back, but sometimes you end up freeze-framing the screen that you're trying to avoid. All right. Which is tough, but... Uh, that's interesting. I haven't tried. They ain't talking about any uh, contract negotiation. So I got to actually split, man. I really appreciate each and every last one of you all for tuning in to the nation. Uh, that's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. Don't forget to hit that like button. Share this content. Let me know whether or not, you know, you agree with trading D-Law for a first in a, in a possible third round or a, two, a first in next year's second and a possible third round this year. Let me know would you package those things up and see if you can move all the way up to get this guy right here, to get this guy called or named Ed Oliver. Would you do that? You know, would you do that in the sense of saying to yourself, maybe this guy can be a game changer. Maybe he can help this team out. Maybe he can put things in the different parameters for us. Let me know how you guys feel about that. And then on top of that, this is the moment of time that you actually, believe it or not, Cowboy Nation, you gotta get. You gotta start thinking. You gotta think of all possibilities. You gotta have your phone line and your mind open when it get time. When it get down towards this time frame of the year, when you get close to the draft, other GMs, other scouting departments, everybody. When everything is open, they're gonna be calling. They're gonna be saying, "Okay, how much you will want to give up for this player?" Or can we ask to get this player? You see, uh, would you like to release Cole Beasley for us? You know, uh, how much would, would you uh, be willing to uh, to not sign Cole Beasley if you can sign him up for this and you can trade him over to us for this? There, This is the negotiation period. 
So you got to outthink and you got to outsmart and outwith your opponent in the opposition. You got to be able to do that. So when they start brainstorming, don't discount what they're thinking. Don't just look at it like, oh, man, they key, key, key and, and laughing it up and it's not funny. No, you got to really do this in order to better your best. Trust me, you got to go over every situ- situation and every scenario. That's just the bottom line. Savage Time said he wants uh, Von Miller. Hey, I would too for a discounted price, right? Uh, let me see who else. Jamal Anderson, appreciate you for tuning in to the nation. Uh, shout out to you all. Uh, who else we have? Amigo Jones, appreciate you for tuning in. Ty Jefferson, thank you for tuning in. Uh, 43 Flex, appreciate you. The you in the house, shout out to you all. Ty Jefferson, yes, it's business. You got to keep it that way. But the thing is with the Joneses, Q, what's up, fam? Uh, the thing is with the Joneses, they run this operation like a mom and pops, believe it or not. Now, I think that Stephen Jones is a little bit different from Jerry. I think that Stephen is a little bit more tight with his wallet, and he's not that cool where the players can come on in and they'll kick it. You know, he's going to be like, dog, why you got your feet on my sofa like that? What we talking about? I, I, I got to go. What you what you trying to talk about right now? <laughs> That's Stephen Jones. That's his probably persona. That's his personality. Like, man, I got five minutes talk. <laughs> Jerry Jones, although he don't have five minutes, you walk in there, Jerry Jones probably be pouring up his, uh, <laughs> his Johnny Walker Blue. He probably said, okay, I'll pour up me a glass of Johnny Walker Blue. Talk to me. I got five minutes, but for you, I will stretch it out to 30. Then 30 minutes turns into an hour, and Jerry Jones said, you know what? I got you. Don't worry about it. We'll figure out a way to make this thing happen. <laughs> oh, 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 you really want to get into broadcasting? Oh, I got you on that. Or oh, you trying to get into this particular job field? I got you on that. Let me make a phone call right quick. That's Jerry Jones. Yo, man, Golden Tate. <laughs> that would be nice, man. That would be nice. Dallas been drafting great. We don't need these big-name free agents. We homegrown. This is from the U. That's what he's saying. <laughs> we homegrown. That's what I like to hear. I like to hear that, but that philosophy has not been proven yet to win anything. It's cool, though. I like the fact to save money. You know, I'm, <laughs> I save money at, at any time that I can, too. But that, that philosophy is, it has not been proven yet. I think that we can be homegrown, but we don't have to be so focused in on that. I think that with homegrown philosophy is cool, but I still think that you have to go out there and party a little bit with one one or two free agencies. Don't go crazy, but just party with one or two free agencies. Let me know if I'm wrong, Cowboy Nation. That's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. Let's let's jump it up. Let's go. <laughs> And remember, guys, remember this. I, I, I respect everybody's opinion. I want you guys to put that out there in the atmosphere. Put out your thoughts. Put out what you're thinking about. Yes, that's what grown men do, man. We, we talk about it. <laughs> Don't just be about it, right? <laughs> you talk about it, too. <laughs> yes, indeed. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go with this thing. And oh yeah, we correct people too. <laughs> uh, Pale Moon says, is it Pale Moon? Pale, that's the moonlight. Yeah, I like that name. He said, the Patriots have consistently proven that homegrown works. Go back and look at all the free agent acquisitions that they use to pick up, to pick up certain guys. That's what I want. 
also, with homegrown, they sprinkle in what I'm saying. They go out there and they get those free agent players. They go out there and find that one or two. If they need somebody help on the back end, they got a Darrell Rivers. They need some help with some other issues, they got a Talib Aqib. Then they realized and said, okay, that's not working out for us all the way. They, they signed a long-term con long contract for another guy who caught the interception against the L.A. Rams in the Super Bowl. They go out there and they pick guys who they really want. We got to do the same, Cowboy Nation. Not saying that we paint our brush, paint the picture with the same brush with the uh, Patriots. This is how they roll with it. And, of course, it's cool. They've been able to win with it. Sometimes, Cowboy Nation, it's hard to see the picture when you are in the frame. You got to look out beyond that frame and get back to winning. That's the Cowboys way, right? One way or another. Let's figure out this thing. Don't be too scared. Scared money makes no money. And I got facts about that. I don't get everything that I got. Look, this is one thing I'm going to say. Everybody is self-made, but only the successful will, will admit it. I promise you that. Only the successful will admit it. Yes. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. It's a journey. The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Let's step on into it now. Let's go, Cowboy Nation.